You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. I am back for another episode of Soul School with my co-host, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how are you today? Good. Hey, Lauren. Hello, world. Hello again. Hello again. Thank you guys for joining us today for a very, very special episode because we're announcing something that's been in the works for several years, maybe unconsciously, slightly consciously, but um, Kevin has decided to gift me with the his time, the most important thing you have in this life to be part of the little soul school and help grow and evolve this idea into something hopefully more and more exciting every year. So I'm so grateful you're joining. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm so excited and, and I'm glad that we actually get to talk about how we got here because this whole journey started before there even was a little soul school. Yeah. So, right. We were going to chat about this process because while I'm extremely excited to share the news, um, it comes with a backstory. So um, for those of you who haven't checked out the other episodes, you know, I do this thing called an Akashic Record Reading. It's the energetic space that holds your soul's history. And Kevin and I met through a mutual friend. He was writing a book and I was friends with this guy and he asked if I would come do an Akashic record reading to help with the book process. Right. Yeah. And so Kevin and I meet and it's one of those moments in life, you know, you have those instant bonds or connections or knowings like, Oh, this is somebody I got to know. I got to spend more time with. So there was that fast furious friendship moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was that feeling of, wow, I've, I've known you all my life and I have no clue who you are. (laughs) <laughs> right. It was so yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. It's only happened a few times in my life, but I was just very aware that I needed to pay attention to that mm-hmm. and invest in that, even if I didn't uh, understand it or where it was going. So yeah, 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 absolutely. And just very authentically, you know, the 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 feeling, the knowing, the connection we had was was pure. Um, yeah. And so we connected, Kevin was interested in the Akashic Records, so I offered to do a reading, and we sat down to do this reading, and he said, why have we met in this lifetime? And I never remember readings, Kevin. I mean, that's what's also interesting. The Akashic realm is like, you know, when you you dream every night, if you don't write it down or pay attention, you forget. And so I forget 90% of readings, if not 100%, a lot of the times. And so the fact that I still remember that that was your question is incredible. And so I went into the Akashic realm and there's three ways the Akashic records come through. It comes through with an auditory, it comes through with visuals, and it comes through feelings. So I got this very, very um, beautiful visual scene where I was standing on a stage and there was a bright, bright light, a spotlight, a big one on me. And Kevin was standing sort of next to the stage, but a little beneath. And there was this massive scaffolding. 
and his arms were crossed across his chest and he had this look of pride, like, I did this, right? Like I did it. I created this. And I didn't know Kevin more than he was a writer at that point. So I didn't understand the reading. I didn't know that he built brands for a living. I didn't know this was something in his wheelhouse. And so I'm thinking, what the hell am I talking about, right? So this person I barely know, I'm saying, hey, you're building the platform underneath the stage that I'm going to be on pre-Little Soul School. So I don't even know what stage it is that I'm supposed to be on. I mean, I've been doing public work for a while, but I was between things. So the whole thing was interesting, um, not exactly clear, but it felt really strong. And then the last part of the reading was that I reached down, grabbed your hand, pulled you up on stage with me, and we shared this this um, spotlight in the middle of the stage. So anyways, that was th- nearly three years ago. I left the reading, and I'll let you share, but I left the reading with this full body knowing like, God, I don't know. I don't understand, right? I don't know why we, any of that would come true, but there's something about it that feels truthful, right? It just felt like it had hit a spot in my heart or soul where I'm like, I don't get it. But that that feels right. And then you told me how you built brands and that you are used to building scaffoldings. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. But I still didn't know what stage we were talking about. So I, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that experience before we move on. But yeah, I would love to. And and just to give it a little bit of context, you know, I did I spent about 10 years in entertainment management building brands. And that that experience wasn't all positive, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd been in partnership with people and I'd, you know, done joint ventures and things like that, where, um, like for me, the, there was a lot of, uh, I guess you could call it wounding or challenges that came through that. So when I first heard uh, what you were saying in the reading, there was this, I was conflicted because there was this deep knowing in me of, oh yeah, this feels true, but I don't know if I can trust this because I was coming out of this place of, I was pretty raw from, you know, building stages for other people. And, you know, it's like somebody saying, Hey, give me your hand. I'm going to pull you up on stage. And then they take your hand and then they they just like shove you off into the darkness. (laughs) And so, and so I had this feeling of, well, I don't know, like I barely know her, but I feel like I know her what, like, but that just feels right. And so I decided to trust it because there've been moments in my life. And I think a lot of people have these experiences where you just, you don't know why you trust something and it still feels a little, little risky, but like the only options are to either lean into it or to keep completely abandon it and wonder what might've happened. Right. And I just didn't want to wonder what might've happened. And, you know, so I just started living my life. It, and it was one of those things where it was a, well, not now. Let's see how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the next the next step of it, of just our, us developing our friendship. Yeah. And so that's right. So we, we, we continued on. We have our friendship. We played a role in each other's lives in various moments, helping each other with guidance, with work, with whatever came up. Um, but right, no, nothing that would amount to an actual business relationship. And so the thing, just to put context to this, because the thing that I'm fascinated with, fascinated, is this question about time, the future, the the records and what it's showing us, right? 
and the truth in the moment and our free will and how all these things intersect, right? Because I, I, I like want to get it and I don't get it. And I think our experience really cracked this open for me. And so to catch the audience up on what I mean here is that the, the Akashic realm shows you the highest probability towards the future outcome because we had in a soul plan decided things. So perhaps Kevin and I as soul friends who have traveled many lives together had agreed to meet up at a certain point to support each other through something. And that's that full body knowing, yes, when you go in the Akashic Records like, oh, I don't know what this is because I don't remember my soul plan, but something feels right to me. Um, so it shows the highest probability for the future outcome, but there's no time. And then there's free will. And so I know this, I teach it, I hear it, but I didn't quite fully get it until we had this experience. So what happened in real life is Kevin went on and did a few things. He had a few other opportunities that that uh, came up in his life. He took them. I was, you know, working on the soul school, what it means to build this thing, what I wanted, you know, and I was going through my own process, um, Akashic record reading, teaching, what do I want to do? Where's this going? And we were in a lot of conversations, right? But we weren't talking about a, a business partnership. And then this podcast idea came about. And by the way, I, this was over the course of a couple of years. Yeah. Two and a half, right? almost three two and a half years. Right. Yeah. I think the fall is three years. And so we would sometimes, I don't know, every six months or something say, I don't know, it feels good to still think about working together, but kind of yeah. left it, you know? Yeah. And you, you were, know, okay. and you were uh, I always felt like in the process, you were a lot clearer than I was. And I was kind of noncommittal because I always had this, this kind of fear of, um, and I would always talk about this. It's like, you know, I love, like, I don't want to lose a friendship over like what happens if we do this and it goes south and, and I just don't want to go through that again. So I was always really hesitant. Right. And you were always really sure. So there was this kind of, uh, like this, this graceful presence of, oh, that's okay. Well, Kevin, you just keep, keep living your life. If mm. this is true, you know, this will all come together. So no sweat, like live your life. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I really, Felt it as true in my body. I did not understand it at all. I didn't know what you could do exactly as I had very little going, but I just I just figured it would make itself clear to us if we just said yes. But I accepted that you were doing your thing. And because it was abstract and vague for me, because my knowings in my body are just abstract, vague feelings. I couldn't give more context. I couldn't say, hey, Kevin, here's the 12 things you're going to do because it wasn't exactly clear to me, right? I just knew I would make space for it to work itself out. Um, and so, yeah, so so time and free will and truth and how this stuff works, right? So if then Kevin continues on his life, he does what he does. I continued it with my life. We're friends. But this this truth that the Akashic Records put out, that there's almost this inevitability, because they say it's the highest probability towards the future outcome, but it can't be predicted in time and we all have free will. So Kevin's asserting his free will and doing other things. I'm asserting mine and doing other things. And yet 
there was this gravitational pullback, a gravitational pullback, and we would talk about it intermittently, right? And then, um, well, I'll let you share. You had a, a, a moment where you had a, a yeah. real a, a knowing. Yeah. So, and especially recently, so I've had more and more of these moments of clarity uh, around. Oh, okay. Here, here's why I'm here. You know, my soul's purpose is really not only to connect to my own true nature, but to help other people do that too, which is really, you know, a big part of your own purpose. And my wife and I were recently, we took a road trip down to Lake Powell. So we live in Bend, Oregon. We went to Lake Powell to meet up with some friends and uh, be on a boat for a while. And it just became crystal clear to me. Now's the time. And it just felt like this full bodied green light. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm doing. And for, I don't know, maybe the rest of my life. I mean, I don't even need to know, but that I was just willing to completely let the, the self-doubt and the questions and the not knowing to simply exist, to mm. be what they were. I was mm. willing to accept it without the need to know. And it was like, it was almost like something unlocked inside of me, fit like physically, I could feel it in myself that mm -hmm. it just kind of opened up. And, you know, and I, and I reached out to you and said, all right, we're doing this. Let's go. <laughs> and it and was said, kind of funny. No, you, I'm not interested and in forget. Yeah. You. <laughs> she, she totally blew me off and she's like, it's too late. Uh, <laughs> No, you, it, it was funny because it was this, it was this moment mixed with, it was like, kind of like, well, I've been waiting. It's about time, but also, <laughs> all right, let's go. This is yeah. amazing. And it, it's, it's hard to even put it into words what that, what that experience or what that lesson is like, because we have these ideas around how things should go, what it should feel like. I need to be certain about this, 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 and this in order to, you know, I need to get these confirmations. And sometimes you just need to, you just need to lean into it and follow it and say yes. And then like the path appears as you walk on it, as cliche as that sounds, it's a cliche for a reason because that's the way it, it works. And it, it's almost like the moment I said, yes, the, the, like the, the, texture of our conversations changed, at least for me, it's mm -hmm. almost like our, you know, these two rivers came together and, mm -hmm. you know, their forces combined is like, no, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Yeah. Beautiful. And, um, that's right. And, and I did sort of have that feeling of, whew, all right, that took a minute, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> but the timing, so this is what I wanted to share, right? The timing, like, I went on a podcast and it it went, you know, crazy. It was a quarter million views and I'm going back on and, you know, there, I recorded two episodes this week and I think it'll, it'll do relatively well. And I needed the help. Like the timing was absolutely divine timing for me. And somebody else I know reached out in the same week and was like, I'm in to help with sales strategy. And somebody else I know reached out in the same week and was like, I'd like to work with you full time to do the marketing. 
and two other people had worked out, reached out that week to say, I'm interested in, in supporting you in any way. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening, right? So it got me really clear because I have had a, hmm, let's say, conflictual or um, almost aggressive relationship with the Akashic realm at times because I hear about things. It's not a psychic reading. It is the, you know, highest probability towards a future outcome, but we all have free will and I tell people that. But meanwhile, in my own experience, if I'm being honest, it's annoying. Like, okay, there's this thing out there. When? How do I make it happen faster? What do I need to do to speed up the timeline? Um, How come this is taking so long? If it hasn't happened, then perhaps the Akashic realm, I'm not getting something. Maybe it's not right. Like I get into this conflict with myself and my spiritual freedom to feel alive and awake to let things play out and to have faith. And this this interaction with you was the most meaningful moment because what I saw was how healthy the interaction was. I had the reading with you and then I let go. I trusted in my knowing and I let go. I allowed it to play out and I let go. You took another job and I was like, it's totally fine. I didn't have any resentment or discomfort or fear or scarcity. I just kept letting go. And when the time was right, you came around. And if you hadn't, I trust and believe that there'd be another opportunity for me. And it's like, oh my God, all of the spiritual lessons that I hear in the Akashic realm and other places happened in our exchange. I didn't see it though. And then in other areas, I'm doing the opposite. Like, relationships. Oh, what is this happening? Why isn't yeah. this happening? Let me check 15 million times. Let me ask a different question. What can I do to assert my will? What can I do to assert my will, right? My free will to force or control or make something happen when, in fact, the timing or somebody else's free will isn't quite aligned. And so, what I want to say, Kevin, and then I want to share this conversation with you is. This question of like letting go, surrender, accepting, like the truth is playing out and it's going to happen. And we have time. We live in a linear world. We do, right? And being human beings, we are in a time linear scale. We live for a certain amount of time and we're not here at some point. But the, the, reality of the outcome being inevitable on some level and time to me is such an interesting conversation that this thing with you and I is out there as the highest probability for us, but the time scales are completely up to us, right? And we can let things play out. We can assert our free will against it. We can push in a different direction in your case, which brings us back to it eventually. We can learn more lessons so that we can enjoy this process towards um, an outcome uh, from a place of learning and growing. There's so many ways that in the time scale this plays out that I hadn't really appreciated, I think, because I just, I think like most people, we want what we want when we want it and we want it now, (laughs) right? If we're being honest, you know? Yeah. Yesterday. And as you're talking, I, so in my mind, I get this image of a car and how you cannot steer a car that is standing still. Like it has to be in motion in order for you to 
to turn it, guide it, right? Make progress. And I, I think there's a tendency of equating letting go or acceptance mm-hmm. with, okay, I'm just going to sit down on this bench until the universe brings everything to me, delivers it on a plate. And I found like for me, it was, I mean, you can accept, let go and still be deeply committed to an extraordinary life, living in truth, making choices, right? Deciding, which that's what we have to do. It's getting in the car and driving it, maybe not knowing where you're going, but you'll never get to where you're eventually going to be if you just sit there parked. And so it's almost like, right? It's like the universe meets you life meets you in that moment. And I think what you touched on about expectations really is key to it. Uh, Not having a set design on what it should look like, but also not using that as as an excuse to not do anything, you know? Oh my God, a hundred percent. Yeah. Just being like really in alignment with the felt sense, like getting out of your head and into your heart of, which is, I think that's why it took me a while to really come to where we are now. And part of it too was just circumstances that I had some lessons I needed to learn before, um, you know, I said yes. And we move forward because it just made me a clearer person, made me clearer on, oh, here's my highest level of contribution. Here's what, here's who I am and what I offer. Right. But it's like letting go of, like you said, here's what it should look like. Here's what it has to look like. And that's really the only thing I think that, that gets me stuck. And that's why spirituality is so hard, right? Because listen to the list, you know, you're putting out there. Like I have to take action and be in surrender in the same moment, right? I have free will and I'm going to assert my free will and I have lessons to learn, but I'm also going to be in the acceptance that there is a highest probability towards a future outcome that's almost outside of free will in a predestined divine sense. And to actually, actually not end up in the spot that is predestined for you is hard to get done because the the calling back towards right? It just gets louder and louder and louder and louder until you're eventually like crashing and burning all over your life, right? And things stop working in directions that you think should work and things that are more aligned for you keep presenting themselves. And so it's this really strange experience. And so for me, it's been this process of recognizing that the more I check in within myself, this is just true. And then I get up every day, I move forward with whatever is available to me in the sort of, so there's the macro, I know what's true, and then there's the micro, right? And so in the day-to-day, I'm in my truth, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And then on the macro level, it's like, I believe that this broader thing is meant to be but I'm just going to keep living in my like micro yes, no's and you know, surrendering into letting that part play out. And so it's this strange, like acceptance Mm, of the idea that I can't control how and when and where that's going to happen. But um, like you said, not sitting still, but not actually pushing towards. It's like the more Kutsa kind of come on the podcast, if it hasn't been released yet, I think it has, but um, he talks about fake surrender and it's like, 
it's such a huge thing to get this. It, if you feel somewhere within yourself that you're lying, it does not work. You can't say, oh my God, I'm going to will this thing. I'm going to will this thing. But somewhere in you, you're like, but I don't believe it, but it's really not true for me. It doesn't work, right? So there's so many little tiny factors involved in this spiritual living, right? Mm -hmm. This spiritual this way of being in the world that are counter to everything we've been taught that just take a while to practice. Yeah. And the mind has a hard time with it. So oh, I had, I had a visceral experience with this yesterday. I was, I was doing an Akashic record reading for a, a friend of ours. And this image came up of, cause we were talking about guidance and direction in life and I had this experience, this image of a carrier pigeon and how carrier pigeons and how a, a lot of animals navigate with the geomagnetic field of the earth, right? So I felt like this pull, like this pull from my chest in my head. And there was this pigeon and it was flying. And as it would kind of divert from the, the direction of its home, it would feel this pull from this magnetic force. And it felt kind of, it wasn't uncomfortable, but it was just this kind of a leaning forward. And as I was, this was really helpful for, for her. So I was talking to her, but it was really helpful for me too, because it was a lesson in, oh, this is what soul guidance feels like. Mm. And it's this, it's subtle. Sometimes it's okay. very, very subtle and yes. it doesn't happen in the mind. It happens in the and in, in the body and the like the inner the energetics of the body and that's a language that especially men we haven't been taught how to really listen to uh, let alone understand and i mean this is one of my greatest lessons right now which is cuz i'm a super intellectual guy i like figuring stuff out and talking about philosophy but philosophy will never lead you to your soul's purpose if anything, it'll get in the way. And so it's like dropping into it and, you know, allowing yourself to be, to be led like a little kid. It's the, it's the deepest irony of ironies. It's like the moment I quote unquote, get it, get it. The mind races in to say, what did we get? Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you'll never understand. And so it's, it's almost like you have a little sibling, like you're, you're 30 years old and you've got a sibling that's two and it's like, what? And you're like, you're not going to get it. You know what I mean? Like it, the brain is just this thing that cannot comprehend when you're yeah. in your deepest truth. And it's like, try to explain to the brain a moment of awe, falling in love, art, beauty, right? Why sitting by the beach is like breathtaking, right. right? Why do we need a tattoo? Who cares? Right. Why? Right. My niece said to me when I got my tattoo, she goes, couldn't you, it's a, it's a quote. And she said, couldn't you just remember that? And I'm like, oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> but it's like, why do I, why do I need it? Right. So the minute you try to tell the brain why things are truth, why things feel aligned, you're done, right? And so there's this miserable push-pull between the egoic self that wants to frame, understand, make sense of, so it can go and do. When in fact, it's like, listen, 
like the little sibling. I'm just going to go tell you that it's time to go put your pajamas on and go to bed, right? It's like, this is just what it is. And you have to accept, be in full acceptance that the mind can't do anything other than provide the navigation, right? I mean, in a sense, the sibling thing falls apart there because the brain is the part that gets it done for you, right? This is what's true. Go do it, right? So it has language and it understands how to build things or schedule for you or whatever. Um, Well, I will say, Kevin, as we wrap up to the end of this podcast, I'm so grateful that you continued to listen, that you're joining me in this process. I couldn't think of a better partner in crime for everything and all things having to do with this topic. So um, I'm, I'm lucky that you graced me with your presence. Oh, that's that's uh, that's very very nice. And uh, and I know you mean you. I feel it. I feel it when you say it. And yeah, I have a handful of relationships in my life where I feel. I feel like, okay, we are a soul family. We know each other beyond like these little human lives and have known each other. I just feel that deeply resonant uh, with you. And, and I'm so glad that we get to share and connect and just live our lives together. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we do our dance and hopefully if others, hopefully others will benefit from it. And if not, too bad. We're going to dance anyway. I love it. Well, thank you for everybody listening. Um, Appreciate you uh, taking the time to hear our story. And another big thank you to Kevin for joining me in this journey. And um, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy, a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes, because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non-judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out, littlesoul.school.